The Lord Jesus had 12 original disciples, but those men were just the first of many more followers of Christ. They are an example for us to learn from and a reminder that God works in ordinary people. Are you a true follower of Jesus Christ? Let's study the 12 with Scott Pauley today and find truth that will help us all to follow more closely to Christ. Dear friend, you are either lost or you know someone who is. Ponder that just a moment. Every listener is either someone who needs the Lord Jesus or you know the Lord Jesus and you know someone that needs Christ. We've been studying the original 12 disciples, uh, that original group of men that followed the Lord Jesus, and today we come to the 12th man on every list. He's last on the list, not because the Lord didn't love him, He's last on the list, not because he was least in importance, because every soul is valuable to God. He's last on the list because he really was on the outside looking in. He was was among the number of the disciples. He was considered a disciple, but he was not a true follower of Jesus Christ. You know who I'm talking about. His name is Judas Iscariot. It's gone down in history as a name synonymous with being a traitor, a turncoat. It's a name that no one wants to be known by, Judas Iscariot, and it is one of the saddest human stories in history. And it's not just a human story. I want you to see it today from the divine perspective. The little snapshot I want you to see is the last mention of Judas in the Bible. It's found in Acts chapter number 1. After the ascension of Christ, the eleven have gathered in the upper room. They're seeking God's direction for who is who's to take Judas's place. The Bible says in Acts chapter 1, verse 25, that he may take part of this ministry and apostleship from which Judas by transgression fell, that he might go to his own place. Listen to that expression, his own place. He went to his own place. Now, he has his place in history. There's, there's no doubt. He's the one known as selling the Lord Jesus for a few pieces of silver, the equivalent in our day of maybe a little less than $4,000. Can you imagine selling the Son of God, the Savior of the world, for less than $4,000? What a tragedy. But in Acts chapter number 1, there are a number of verses that tell us something about Judas's place. For example, if you back up to verse number 16, Peter's talking, and he says this, Men and brethren, this scripture must needs have been fulfilled, which the Holy Ghost by the mouth of David, spake before concerning Judas, which was guide to them that took Jesus. So here's his place on earth. What was his place here on earth? We know that Judas was from Judea. He's the only disciple from there. Uh, he, he was not a monster. That's the way we think of him. He was a man, a real man, somebody's son, somebody's brother, a man with an eternal soul. The great tragedy was that he never truly knew Christ as Savior. If you read some of the accounts, especially in John's record, John chapter 12, uh, John chapter 17, you'll see that Judas, though he was close, trusted, close enough to be the the man who carried the bag, who, who took care of the money, he never saw Jesus as Messiah. And if he never recognized Christ as Messiah, that means he was lost. It was not that he was saved and then lost. He was always lost. 
He was never truly a follower of the Lord Jesus. And the Bible refers to him here in this verse as the guide to them that took Jesus. Instead of following Jesus, he led the enemy to Christ. And then in the next verse, we see not only his place on earth, but his place with the disciples. The Bible says in verse 17, for he was numbered with us and had obtained part of this ministry. In other words, it's a reference to his relationship to men. Did you know that you can have a certain relationship with a church but not have a relationship with Christ? Did you know that you can be numbered with the disciples but not have your name written down in the Lamb's Book of Life in heaven? May I ask, are you respectable and responsible, or do you have a relationship with the Lord Jesus? Are you trusted by men, or have you trusted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? Think of what Judas saw and what he heard and what he was witness of, and yet he was never a partaker of eternal life. So we have his place on earth, we have his place with the disciples, then we have his place in Scripture. The story goes on, beginning in verse 18. Now this man purchased a field with the reward of iniquity, and falling headlong he burst asunder in the midst, and all his bowels gushed out. And it was known unto all the dwellers at Jerusalem, insomuch as that field is called in their proper tongue a chalcedama, that is to say, the field of blood. For it is written in the book of Psalms, let his habitation be desolate, and let no man dwell therein, and his bishopric let another take. Here is Judas. Here is his place in Scripture. No, here is his place forever sealed, his fate forever sealed as the man who took his own life at the end in despair, full of remorse and regret and yet no repentance. In the night that he came into the garden leading that group, did you ever notice Jesus' first word to him? He looks Judas in the face and calls him friend. Jesus is the friend of sinners. He he loved to the very end. There was an opportunity, a moment. Judas missed his opportunity. He rejected Christ. And you know, when you reject Christ, you give place to Satan. The Bible actually says that Satan entered into Judas earlier in the gospel records. Indeed, you give the devil a place in your life when you reject Jesus Christ. Everybody either belongs to Jesus or they belong to the devil. If you take Matthew 26 and 27, you can see several of these places in Scripture. For example, in Matthew 26, verses 14 through 16, you see the place of betrayal. Uh, That's where in his heart he made up his mind what he was going to do, and he went to the chief priest to make his terrible deal with the devil. In Matthew 26, verses 20 to 25, we see the place of hypocrisy. He literally sits around the table, and when Jesus says, somebody's going to betray me, he looks at Jesus and says, is it I? Well, he knew the answer to that question. Jesus knew the answer to that question. Dear friend, you know if you belong to Christ or if you do not. And then in Matthew 26, verses 47 to 50, there's the place of condemnation. That's where he comes into the garden. He kisses the door of heaven and walks away. He, he immediately makes his final decision and turns away from Christ. He's condemned forever. And then in Matthew 27, 3 through 5, there's the place of remorse. It's when he realized he's betrayed innocent blood, but it's too late. And then when you come to Acts chapter number 1, we have the place of his death, this place of blood. It's sad to see this man ending with such tragedy, but there's something even worse. What's worse? Not only his place here in death, but his place in eternity. Remember the verse, he went to his own place. That is an actual reference to his eternal place. You see, in the end, 
Everybody either goes to their own place, hell because of their own sin, or to God's place. I wonder, where, where are you headed to? This is the last mention of Judas in the whole Bible. He has no more place on earth, no more place with the disciples, no more place in Scripture, only this place for eternity, a place prepared for the devil and his angels, a place of torment, a place that Christ died to save us from, a place that all sinners deserve, but you don't have to go to. And yet this is the place that Judas chose. Did you know that there's actually something even today called the Judas goat? It's the goat that leads other animals to the slaughterhouse. It is the idea that there is one leading others astray. Can I tell you the saddest thing about lost souls? They're not only lost themselves, but so often they lead others away from Christ instead of to Christ. And so I return to where I started. You're either lost or you know someone who is. Dear friend, if you're lost, would you look to Jesus today and be saved? Would you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ now? Would you take him as your personal Savior? Don't play the game any longer. And if you know the Lord as your Savior, you know someone who's lost, would you today seek that sinner for Christ? Be a friend to sinners as Jesus was, because soon it will be too late, and sinners will go to their own place. Thank you for joining us today as we looked into God's Word. It is our prayer that you will follow Christ and lead others to Him. Our world is desperate for truth and hope. Scott Pauley has written a new booklet on the need of our nation that addresses what believers can and should be doing at this time. Order your copy now at enjoyingthejourney.org. We'd love to hear from you and look forward to studying with you again next time on Enjoying the Journey.